Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 031, Poison Control. Wake up call 031, Poison Control. Hey, I'm thankful to the faithful that are listening and watching. I would greatly appreciate it if you could share this on, tag me in your Instagram story. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and share the the live broadcast. If you're listening to the podcast, hey, share the link with a friend that you think would enjoy it. Text it to them and send it to them. Help me get the Word of God out. Uh, That's my desire, is is to publish the Word of God. Make Jesus famous, to see many people saved and to see Christians made strong in the teaching of the Word of God. And you know what? There's so many great resources out there, but uh, I felt the Lord, of course, at the beginning of this year to really impressed in my heart to take serious um, this podcasting and, and TikTok and Instagram uh, because it is so such a powerful tool to reach so many people. So help me reach the unreached. Help me get out there to people. Because you know what? Even Christians and believers that are in the world today, uh, that Satan, one of his tactics is to make people feel isolated. Um, we see that with Elijah. Elijah actually says to God, you know, I'm the only one left serving you, Lord. And God said, wait a minute, I've got 7,000 men who are called, who have not bowed their knee to Baal. And so even the mighty prophet Elijah uh, was tempted with that idea that I'm the only one. You're not the only one. I want to encourage you right now as a Christian, as a believer, you are not the only one. There are many, many Christians and believing people of God on the earth and probably in your town and your community. So make strong friendships and relationships. Be a part of a good Bible teaching church. That's the best way to start making those relationships with people that will encourage you and sharpen you and strengthen you. And you can do the same to them. All right, well, let's get started. Episode 031, the wake up call 031, Poison Control. Poison control. I want to go to Acts 14, verse 1. I'm going to read the first seven verses of Acts 14. And this is where we get our wake-up call from. Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews. This is Paul and Barnabas. They're on a missionary tour preaching the gospel. And so spoke with a great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greeks, believed. Verse 2. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. Therefore they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of His grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, part-sided with the Jews and with the apostles, And when a violent attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them, they became aware of it, Paul and Barnabas, their missionary uh, team that were traveling with them, and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Laconia, into the surrounding region, and they preached the gospel there. We get our title from Acts 14.2, but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren, against Christians, against believers. 
it was in my daily reading, and and uh, this was actually some of the reading in that I do streaming on TikTok. If if you've not heard, or this is the first episode you're listening to, the Faith for My Generation podcast, uh, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok, the AJ Bible, all lowercase, all uh, no spaces or anything, the AJ Bible. And uh, I stream on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, is my schedule to stream on TikTok. And I just get on there and I read the Bible. I read a portion of my daily reading. Uh, I don't do all my Bible reading, (laughs) streaming it. But uh, it's just an idea that the Lord gave me. And it's been very successful to reach a lot of people. And I'll get on there and I'll just read the Bible. And in fact, I thought, you know, who who could get upset about that? But let me tell you something. The Word of God brings division. And that seems odd to some people. Some people, when they hear that, they think, well, wow, now wait a minute, how, how can that be so? But Jesus himself, he said that he did not come to bring peace, but he came to bring a sword. And, the, and his word draws a line in the sand. His word makes people choose. They're going to have to choose. Will you, are you for us or against us? In fact, Luke chapter 12, verse 49, and I did a wake-up call on this one as well. I came to send fire on the earth, this is Jesus speaking, and how I wished it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished concerning dying on the cross for the sins of the world. Verse 51, do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you, not at all, but rather division. The Word of God always brings division. The Word of God is going to bring division in your life. How so? The Word of God comes in, and it is truth. And it will bring division in your thoughts, in your actions, in your relationships. And you're going to have to decide which side you will fall on. Will you fall on the side of truth, the Word of God? Or will you fall on the side of opinions, feelings, suggestions, culture, social, the social whim of the day, political, social correctness, or will you fall on the side of truth? And when you're investing yourself in the Word of God, and you should, I've made this point clear so many times, you need to read your Bible every day. I know that sounds like a laundry list, like a, like a box on the checkoff of the to-do list, and honestly, you probably should have a list of things you do every day. Two of those, the first, the primary, read my Bible and pray. And if at first it has to become a, this is mandatory so I can check it off and I have to do it, well then do it. <laughs> it's worth it. It's not a, you'll never waste time in prayer or reading the Word. It will never be a waste of time to pray and to study the Word of God. It will always be fruitful. That time spent will always be profitable. It will always produce peace and joy and love and the power and might of the Holy Spirit in your life when you pray and when you read the Word. But the Word of God brings division. It makes you decide, will you line yourself up with the Word or not? And it's the same way with the relationships that you're with or in, excuse me, there may be some people where you have to establish a very, very strong, healthy boundary because they've fallen on the side to 
err against the Word of God. It doesn't mean you write them off. It doesn't mean you quit praying for them. It doesn't mean you quit speaking to them and witnessing to them and sharing the love of God to them. But it does mean that they have chosen to fall on the opposite side that you have. And it's just that simple. Whenever the Word of God is preached with boldness, with the authority, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be some that believe and some that don't. And that should always be the end goal of sharing God's Word, of witnessing, of soul winning, of preaching, is that it should always bring division. That's the end goal. That it should bring people to a dividing point. Not for contention, not for confusion, but for them to say, I'm this day. What did Joshua say to the nation of Israel? Is it Joshua chapter 24 and the last remaining years of his life as an old, mighty hero of the faith who obeyed God to the fullest? and brought in his nation into the promised land, what did he say to Israel? You can choose to serve the gods that your father served back in Egypt, that's tradition, or you can, serve, you can choose to serve the gods of the land that we're now in, the land of Canaan, Canaan, that's cultural, that's bowing down to the culture. So you can bow down to tradition, you can bow down to culture, or you can choose this day to serve God. And then what does he say? As for me and my house, we will serve God. He said it to a nation, not to, you know, a dozen people. He said it to a multi-million person nation. You choose, but for me and my house, we're going to serve God. And, and that's just what the boldness of proclaiming the Word of God will do. It will bring division. It will make people come to a deciding point. And as a Christian, you need to be very clear in what you believe, understand what you believe, so that you can always err, always fall to the side of correct, of what is correct, what is true. Because there is something that can poison your mind, and that's unbelief, that's fear, that's doubt, that's deception. Verse 2, but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. It's interesting when you read in the book of Acts, oftentimes the persecution that comes against the church was instigated, stirred up by the unbelieving Jews. There were some Jews that believed. There were Jews that received the gospel and believed because the gospel was first preached to the Jews and then it went to the Gentiles. It went to everyone else. But the, the Jews received the gospel first. It was their inheritance to receive it first. But many did not believe. Many did not accept Christ. Many certainly did not accept the apostles in the name of Christ and, and the early church. And they, even Paul, who was a formerly called Saul, went around persecuting killing, imprisoning, beating Christians. And it's interesting, when you look through the book of Acts, much of the persecution that came against the Christians were the unbelieving Jews. You know, most of the persecution, most of the pushback, most of what you might encounter in your Christian life won't come from just outright sinners. It will come from the unbelieving religious 
folk. The people who talk a good game and they, you know, they, they talk religion, they talk tradition, but they're dead in their spirits. They have no faith. They're unbelieving. Do not be one of those people. Because they're the unbelieving Jews. They, they're, they're practicing the Old Testament unbelieving Jews at this time. They're still practicing all the Old Testament law, what God gave them, what was inspired by God. But they yet to move into what God is now doing, the gospel message, that he's brought the Messiah, that they're still waiting for. The Messiah's already came, already came preached, died, resurrected, and back in heaven. And they missed the whole boat, the unbelieving. And what did they do? They stirred up Gentiles. Now, the Jews oftentimes never laid hands, threw rocks, stoned, beat, hurt the apostles, the, the Christians in the book of Acts, though some did. Most of the time, they just stirred up the Gentiles to do it. And isn't that how things work today? There are leaders and people who stir up crowds and populations to manipulate things in the earth. You see it in America, nations all over the earth. And how do people stir up a people to do something? Through belief, through thoughts. They poison their minds. Now, as a Christian, how do we combat, how do we guard our mind from being poisoned? Poison control is the wake-up call name. You know, anything that can be lethal or even just unhealthy. You know, it'll say, do not ingest. <laughs> Certain bottles will say, do not drink or ingest. Do not, you know, if it gets in your eyes or on your skin or, or you accidentally digest this or drink this or in, it gets in your mouth, uh, do these things and call poison control. I've never had to call poison control. Thank God. I hope I never do. <laughs> But if you call poison control, I would assume they're going to ask you what poison you've come in contact with, and then they're going to give you a remedy for it. They're going to do their best to help you, and probably you'll probably end up emergency room or going to the hospital, depending on the the uh, the how powerful this poison is or what it is. You know, maybe it's a topical burn, a chemical burn, whatever. And they're going to tell you, no, don't wash with water because that will make things worse. I know, I remember in chemistry class, there were some things where you, you don't wash with water. But then there's some things, you know, we had the, for, for emergency's sake, it was like a shower where you pulled the handle and just dumped water over you just to forcefully rinse anything that got on your skin. And so there are things that you use to remedy or control or undo the effects of poison. Well, in verse 2, we see these Jews poisoned their minds. Well, verse 3, what do Paul and Barnabas and their missionary team, what is their action? What is their remedy to mind poison? Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of His grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. The way Christians combat the mind poison of the deception of Satan is by proclaiming the truth of God's word. 
the way you combat, combat, the way you combat your mind being poisoned with the deception and lies of the enemy is by proclaiming boldly the truth of God's word. The word of God is the remedy to mind poison. Verse 2, they poison their minds. Verse 3, so Paul and Barnabas spoke boldly the word of the Lord. Speaking boldly in the Lord. Bearing witness to his word of grace. It was the preaching of the word of God that combated, that remedied the poison of the minds. Now again, verse 4 But the multitude of the city was divided. Division came. Part sided with the Jews, part with the apostles. And then the Jews, they just couldn't take it. So they they instigate this crowd in a violent attempt to try and stone Paul and Barnabas and the whole missionary team. They get word of it and they leave. And Jesus said that. You know, you will go from city to city. They'll come to persecute, flee that city and go to another and preach the gospel there. And that's what they did. They left Iconium. They went to Lystra and Derby. Now, in this instant, Paul was not stoned, but later on, he is stoned. <laughs> and it's amazing because I, I, I believe when you read it, it says that he was stoned and drug out, left for dead. Then the Christians came around him. Then he got up and left and went to another city. I believe he was stoned to death. And I believe he was raised from the dead. Because regardless, even if it wasn't, it was, a, it was a miracle nonetheless to be stoned and drug out and then you're half dead and then you just hop up and like, all right, let's keep moving. Let's keep preaching the gospel. We've got to go somewhere else. But in this instance, they, they avoided that persecution of being stoned to death. And the Lord will, will lead your, he'll guide your footsteps so that you don't fall to the snares and traps of the enemy. Or the physical hurt and harm. Sometimes, look, there's there have been there are people who have laid down their life for the gospel. Some people you'll never know their name. They had no title before it, evangelist this or pastor that or apostle this. They simply, I, I'm a follower of Jesus and I will not forsake him. And even today, there's Christians, there's believers, brothers and sisters in Christ that may have to make that choice. Make it well. Serve Christ. Count the cost. And be willing to pay it. But in this situation, how did they combat the poison of the mind? By the speaking and the preaching of the Word of God. I want to end this wake-up call here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I've went here before, but it's, a, it's, it's something that you need to keep on the forefront of your mind. Uh, one, you are in control of what you think. You're not, you are not slave to your thoughts. What you think about is simply the product of what you allow into your mind. Through your eyes, through your ears. Now, will Satan flash temptations? Yeah, absolutely. Oftentimes, though, he uses what you're looking at and what you're listening to. That's, by the, that's the channel by which it's going to enter into your mind. And what do we do? 2 Corinthians chapter 10 Verse 5 tells us to cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We are to cast down every argument, every thought. We are to 
take captive every thought, every thought, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought that comes across our mind, we take it captive and we say, does it agree with the truth of God's word? If not, we cast down that argument. We cast down anything that tries to exalt itself above Christ. And we choose not to think on it. Philippians 4.8, think on what's good and pure, righteous, holy, just, true, beautiful. Any of these things, think on these things. You make a choice. It is your choice what your thoughts are about. It's not your choice what temptation may come. Temptation comes to all men. But you make the choice whether you will meditate on that temptation, whether you allow that thought to live in your mind. Will you, will you allow the temptation, which is the seed of sin, to be rooted and planted in your mind and bear forth the fruit of sin? Or will you say, wait a minute, that's not a crop I want to harvest. Let's get that out of here. And you say, I'm not going to think on that. And it's not about a war. I mentioned this with someone on TikTok. It's not about warring in your mind. I'm not going to think on this. I'm not going to think on this, this deception, this lie, this poison that's trying to poison my mind. It's more about I choose to think on the truth of God's Word. I choose to lift up and magnify Christ in my mind. I choose to speak the Word of God boldly. Speak to yourself. Speak the Word of God to yourself, and it will cleanse your mind. It will remedy the poison that Satan sends, and you'll be free from it. That's poison control for the believer. That's, poison, that's the poison control hotline for the believer. Cast down every thought that exalts itself above Christ, above the knowledge of God. Bring in the captivity every thought and make it obey Christ. That's poison control for the believer. So that your thoughts will magnify God. So that your thoughts are holy and pure. And if your thoughts are holy and pure, it will produce holy and pure actions. And holy and pure actions will produce holy and pure habits. And holy and pure habits will produce a holy and pure life. But it begins with your thoughts. So avoid being poisoned in your mind. Keep the mind poison of deception out of your mind. Cleanse your mind with the washing of the water of the word, Ephesians chapter 5. And be free from the poison of deception in Jesus' name. Hey, I'm thankful that you listen today. I pray this is a blessing to you. Again, share it with someone. Uh, send it by text if you listen by the podcast. Text the link to someone. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, share it. Instagram, share it on your story. I'd love to uh, see those people sharing those things. Tag me. I'd appreciate it. And remember, we are the faithful. I'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.